in about 45 minutes, she's going <laughs> to see the text message that I sent her and then try to act on it. Watch what I tell you. It's, it's, it's like you might know her. <laughs> I will bet you money that I don't even have that that is what's going to happen. Now. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt, but it's time. Damasi and Michael just talking tech. Okay, so you were saying you're glad that you asked me to, to edit 61 because... Because I'm just now getting done with 60. <laughs> uh, 60 publishes... Like, tomorrow. Oh, wow. Yeah, like, what, and I think we've had this discussion multiple times. And, and it's not that I can't do it. Like, when I sit down and I edit the episodes, it's it's doable. Like, it really doesn't take... As long as it might, because as listeners might know, we are editing a bit less than what we used to. Like I'm, I'm letting technology kind of help me now that I've got that alpha, alphonic, alphon. How do you say that? Do you know? Uh, alphonic is oh, the word. I alphonic. say it the same way you would say like audible. Itself is phonic, so alphonic. Yeah. Alphonic, okay. Yeah. Does, Anyways. I don't say audible. I don't know. I think I put more emphasis like on the you part of that or something with alphonic though, but yeah. Uh-uh. A link to it will be at yourownpay.com slash DM63, I think, Tomasi. Do you know? Can you yes. check? Because I'm on the Mac and I'm not sure. It is. <laughs> yourownpay.com slash DM63. We'll have a link yes. to alphonic. As a matter of fact... There will be a link at yourownpay.com slash DM63 uh, yep. to Alphonic. It will be a referral link. So if you have a need for a tool like Alphonic and you click this referral link, that will provide Michael with some additional credits. Because uh, so, now I'm paying it for it. Uh, we will appreciate <laughs> your support of the show by doing that. And it does not cost you an additional amount of money. And I'm fairly certain that... Even if you just make use of the free credits on Alphonic, if you use Michael's link, you will still be helping him out. So we appreciate it. And if you're not, hopefully it helps you out because now you have a link to go to to find it. Absolutely. You don't have to mess around with the spelling. So you're welcome. Anyways, now I'm relying on that tool to <laughs> clean up the, the audio. Uh, in the past, I used to pull out like i would talk and i'd be talking and all of a sudden i'd talk a little bit more and then i'd go and then i'd talk about more of a talk so, <gasps> hold on real-time follow-up i yeah. just got a response to the message really <laughs> oh sorry <laughs> so so how much money we betting? Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah see man you should have called it you should have called it oh man i thought we was gonna be wrapping up when i got a response look at there yeah so I'm not taking out every little breath like I used to. I'm letting Alphonic handle the processing of the audio, especially now that we're uploading each uh, individual's own tracks. But the point is, I I just have not been sitting down to edit it. And then today I sat down to edit and I got through like 75 minutes. I literally have 15 minutes left. And I'm like, man, this this really isn't that bad. And then I got distracted. And... If you're anything like me, when you get into something and then someone calls you to ask a stupid little question or, or doesn't even call you, like they're like, hey, can you do this later when you have time? I, I lost my train of concentration and then all of a sudden I'm like, well, now I better go get that done so I don't forget or put it into Todoist or something. So yeah. Anyways, long story short, I'm glad I asked you to edit 61 because 60 is done. I think last time we recorded or the time before that, I said, oh, I'm going to get sick. No, it was when I was editing 59 on the same day that we were recording. I said, I'm going to edit 60 this week. So that way I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh... Fortunately, I have about a two, what, two weeks. Uh before you post. have two weeks from tomorrow yeah, so I, it's going to come up in your to-do list next tuesday okay, though, yeah. and it will say d 
edit DM61, and then in parentheses I have publishes, and then the publish date. So that way you have that deal. right there. Deal. That way I won't forget about it, but it will remind me at a time that I should be able to actually get started on editing it. I'm like you, though, and I feel like a lot of times the problem for me is, one, just you know getting in there and starting, right? It's like that. that there's a barrier I have to get across to starting, and that that is true of a lot of things. It's like there's a barrier to get to getting started. Once I get started, like you say, you kind of get in the flow and everything is working. Oftentimes for me with audio, it's like, I think I get too, if I let too much time pass between the time of the conversation that was recorded and the actual editing, it's like everything is new. So I have to listen more closely, I think, than I do if I turn around and edit as soon as we're done. Because I remember what we said and I typically Mm -hmm. know where we need to edit stuff. Uh like, oh, yeah, this is because you've been editing less too, right? Like, like we're trying to bring more of that, yeah, yeah, and that, that's, that's natural sound, but more of the actual conversation, yeah. And and this could, this could, uh, that that's the other thing, right? You don't want to edit too much of the conversation, and sometimes you hear something, but it's like if you edit it the same day you record, and I understand why a lot of people do that now because if you edit the same day that you record it, then you pretty much kind of remember that conversation. So, you know, when this part of a conversation starts happening, you're like, well, actually, I remember Mike stopped right there and yelled at Remy and then started the whole thing over. So just cut that out. Two weeks later, you don't remember that. So you listen to Mike say a thing one time and then he stops and he yells at Remy and then he says the entire thing over because he got interrupted to make sure that he completes his thought and that everything is kind of a, a, a smooth flowing piece of recording it's like oh well now i gotta jump back to the beginning of that section where you said the the part of it and got interrupted uh so i think it's easier to do it but you don't always have the time right to just sit down and knock it out as soon as you're done because one you've just been sitting there for like two hours (laughs) i need to get up and go eat and then for you it's like you know gotta go cook time or something yeah, or you're standing because I'm. I've I've got a makeshift standing desk now. Oh yeah. So <laughs> tell me about that, man. You mentioned how how has that been working? You can you can you know uh, brief everybody on what your setup is if you want to. I know you already told me about it, but I, I want to hear how it's been going because I forgot about that. Yeah. So for those who don't know, uh, the state of Oregon shut down last Wednesday. Uh, give me a date, Demasi. Today is November 23rd. I just sent an invoice, so I do know the date. So today's November 23rd. Uh, the state of Oregon shut down last Wednesday. And uh, Mallory works, my wife works in uh, the medical field. And so right now she has to work from home, which means I got, because it's medical, I can't even be in there. I can't can't just kind of BS with her and stuff like that. She has to be alone. So I got kicked out of our bedroom because that's really the only place we have that has a closing door. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm I'm gonna have to go upstairs. So I went upstairs, um, and we have a what did the landlord call it? A reading nook bench <laughs> uh, in the hallway. It is definitely not used for reading. I will guarantee you that right now. Uh, so we have how our upstairs is as we you go up the stairs, and then there's a room to the right. And a room straight ahead, I guess is the best way to explain it. Yeah. So, um, in, in between the two rooms, there's a, uh, hallway like thing. It's, it's, it's pretty much like its own room, but it doesn't have a door. It's got this reading nook and the window. And so I said, okay, well, I'm going to go up there and steal Nicholas's area. Cause that's where he typically was staying during the summer and where he'll probably not be staying during the winter because we don't have heaters in this hallway part right here so he'll probably be bunking with one of the boys but that's besides the point uh i went and i grabbed we have a like cheap 20 dollar dresser from walmart it's a four drawer plastic dresser and i grabbed that and i set it up on the reading nook and it puts the keyboard that i need uh directly in front of me at about chest level and then i have one of the old mattresses sitting between me and the dresser which kind of gives me something to lean on if i need to um and and it's just there i don't think it provides any noise dampening but it, it is available it's psychological uh, noise dampening my, 
Right. <laughs> and then my work computer is sitting on the window seal behind because it's a little box, probably about the size of a Mac Mini or something. Uh, it's it's super small, but it sits on the window seal, and I've got two cables coming from the work computer, which goes to the keyboard, which is sitting on the dresser, and then my headset, which when I'm done with work, I take my headset off and I put it on top of the dresser, and then I walk away. And it's working out pretty well for me, I think. The only gotcha is every once in a while, Remy will get going and I'll, it'll be when I'm actually taking a call and there's no door. And that's always fun. <laughs> the, the, I'm glad there's a mute button on the uh, headset itself. Mm, yeah, because Remy gets going, um, you're going to hear him. Yeah, yeah. But if anyone was paying attention... Not anywhere is there a monitor work, so I don't need another monitor work. <laughs> <laughs> I have never, I don't think I've ever heard of a situation where an employee is actually arguing with their workplace that they don't need a monitor. Uh, right. Most people are arguing with their workplace because they want an additional monitor. But Mike is in a unique situation where work has decided everybody needs to have a two-monitor setup. And Mike is like, no, I don't need two monitors. I don't need the one you sent me. Uh, <laughs> the one you sent me is still in the box. <laughs> oh, good times. Um, so I'm on the Mac. Been using it lately. Well, no, I can't say that. I've been using it for like the past... Uh, 24 minutes. <laughs> so I have a keyboard here that when I plugged in the USB headset that I'm using to listen to you on, uh, because people, if you don't know, don't use your laptop speakers while you're recording because that'll give you some feedback, but Google Meet hasn't got that memo yet. Uh, so when I'm using, or when I plugged... I plugged the dock in, like we talked about a couple of episodes ago. Then I plugged the headset into those, and I grabbed a keyboard, and I plugged that in, and then I plugged the whole dock into the Mac, and I'm like, man, the keyboard isn't horrible. I could actually get used to this. And then I realized you can't hit Alt-Tab. You have to hit Windows-Tab, and I'm like, well, that's going to throw me off tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh Windows Q. Yeah. It might be possible to remap those. It might be. And and if I spend a lot of time using this keyboard with a Mac, I will explore that. But yeah, like I I when I was doing things, I'm like, man, this this isn't that bad when I can actually stand the keyboard. I can't stand that keyboard. Yep, glad those are gone. For certain. So standing up is is has been helpful as well like you haven't found that just you know uh not not just what was i trying to say uh <laughs> you haven't found that discomforting i think is what i was about to say that's not what i meant uh how's it been comfort wise though so it's i do have a chair up here so i can sit down and then i'll move the keyboard down to the mattress the edge of the mattress and i can use that that is very uncomfortable to type on because that mattress moves but that's besides the point uh i do sit down every once in a while as you probably know from the competitions we've been having, I, I am moving more. And that's what I like about it is is my activity is up a little bit more than if I just sat stationary in a chair. And sometimes my feet hurt at the end of the day, obviously, because we're on hardwood floor. And because I'm not actually in a workplace, I've been just walking around in socks. And I told Mallory on Saturday, I'm like, you know, this... This is a little much. Maybe on Tuesday, which is when I go back to work, I will try. And I should have thought about it for today, but I didn't. But that's besides the case. Uh, I will try wearing shoes and see if it's more comfortable because I have that support then. So, yeah, it's it's not horrible. It's a learning experience. And then she goes back to work on Monday. So I have to decide at that point, do I want to move all my stuff back downstairs for the possible eventuality of her having to come back to working from home and then moving back upstairs or do I just want to leave everything up here so I, I haven't decided hmm. yet have you started looking at standing desks yet that are adjustable no, so like you can I have raise not. it like legitimate like real yeah. standing desks no not yet because that 
That takes this one thing that I don't have a lot of right now because it's Christmas time called money. This is true. <laughs> but it's also Black Friday, Mike. You know, there's Black Friday deals around oh, right now. Oh. So, I was sitting there playing with my iPhone the other day, messing around, and I said, man, it's really nice to have my battery watch or my watch's battery sitting right here on my home screen. Mallory told him to me and said, what do you mean? I said, see, look, I got this widget here. And she goes, you idiot. Why don't you just swipe right and <laughs> use the, the whatever that screen is called and have your widget or your battery right there? Because uh, I never really looked at the today screen. I was all happy about widgets. And yeah, so I'm using my today screen. I've got a super basic setup over there. I've got uh, batteries at the top. I've got Todoist in the middle, which is probably honestly going to go away because I'm not too thrilled about that widget, but that's besides the point. And then I have drafts at the bottom. So one, that that is a very strange conversation because I, I would seriously expect that to go the other way uh, other than the idiot part. Right. Like, hey, did you know that you can put your battery widget over here on this today screen? And Mallory being like, oh, well, that's cool. Uh, no. <laughs> Mallory tells Mike. No. So total opposite. Would not have expected that. Uh, so I'm using the battery wi- on my today screen. That's actually where I have my battery widget to. Um, and I have the, I think it's the medium or the, nope, the small. I don't, I don't know which one it is. I think it's the small one because I'm able to get a second widget to the right of it. Ah. Uh, which is useful because I can just swipe over from the lock screen too to check the status of my battery for my phone or my watch, uh, which is handy. Yeah. If you didn't know that, Demasi taught me that the other day. You can swipe right from your lock screen to to see your yeah, widgets. Some stuff is is behind authentication. Uh, so like it may not show task and to do this or something like that behind uh, unless you unlock before you. Uh, swipe over or unlock while you're swiped over but batteries always show up for me so like i can quickly see what my watch battery is uh, which means when it's charging uh if i don't forget that it's charging because sometimes i forget it's not on until i go to tap my wrist and it's like oh wait a minute there's nothing there what happened to my watch oh yeah it's charging uh if i remember to check i will you know usually be able to get to my watch and get it off the charger when it reaches 100 percent uh because i'll know when it's getting close versus waiting on the sometimes notification that happens that says hey your watch is at 100 percent." yeah yeah so that's my my to do or my widget experience i had the todoist widget that i was using now granted i'm on the todoist beta and i'm saying that for the oh you are now too I'm saying that for the edification of the listeners so they don't get paranoid. Uh, But I updated Todoist, uh, and then the widget that I had on my home screen for Todoist, uh, like, stopped working. Like, I don't know if they updated the widget code or if they removed that particular type of widget. Uh, But, like, it it stopped working to the point that, like, I couldn't even tap on it to make it open up Todoist. Uh, So it took me a minute to... uh, I actually had to just wait for it to rotate to a new widget uh because that's in one of my stacks it was, it was in one of my stacks so that widget rotated between fantastical up next appointment uh carrot weather current uh weather stuff and todoist uh, and i think i had a filter set in todoist so it was showing me like what was due today or something uh but i couldn't even flick you know move between the widgets i just had to wait for it to update by itself like move over to a different widget by itself (laughs) before i could get in there and edit it and actually remove that particular widget and i have not yet added it back because i'm i'm curious as to what has what happened and i haven't had time to kind of really investigate it so um i haven't added any new widgets my home screen is actually pretty bare at the moment i actually spend more time on my second screen than i do on the home screen which is stupid (laughs) Uh, But the home screen is a work in process, so I don't want to just throw all the junk on the second screen back on the first screen. Uh, But, Mm. you know, I got shortcuts I need to create. So my home screen, I recently actually just changed things around. (laughs) Well, (laughs) 
All right, let's step back to last Tuesday. While we're sitting before the state shutdown, we did, Mallory and I did go out to a restaurant, and we did, got takeout for the boys, and her and I kind of just had an evening together. And Mallory said, hey, so your phone keeps hanging up. Why, like, like do you want to just get a new phone? And I'm like, well, I, uh, I kind of want to, but we don't necessarily have the money for it right now. Uh, how about I try to reset my phone and see if I still have the issue with it hanging up. Uh, side note, I am not having that issue now. Uh, and so I went ahead and while sitting at the table without even thinking about it, just reset my phone. And I'm like, oh, reset to factory defaults. <laughs> Aside from my 22 day streak that I lost, which I'm working my way back up to on my watch, uh, I, I obviously lost everything that was on my home screen. And so I took a majority of the stock apps off of my home screen. Um, and because I'm going to use a lot of shortcuts on the home screen, once I actually get that all set up and, and built out, and I'm going to look into playing with workspaces and drafts, and we can talk about that in a minute. But right now, I have Todoist in the top left corner. I have Mail, and then I have App Store and TV for some reason. I'm not sure why that's still there. I just haven't moved it off. And then I have Health Settings, and that's it. That's that's all that's on my first screen. And then in my dock, I have Phone, Safari, Messages, and Drafts. Um, and that, that's going to like you, my screen setup is going to, is a work in progress. Things are going to change. Uh, for example, the DM show shortcut isn't on my home screen yet. I'm going to move that or maybe, maybe I will look into implementing drafts since I'm using drafts more and just list off things and then run a shortcut from, or run an action that runs a shortcut and throws them all into Todoist. But my gotcha with Todoist and drafts, maybe you have an answer, is I haven't figured out how to put, I figured out how to put stuff into projects into Todoist and parse the draft to add each new task and, and do that. But I've not figured out how to put stuff in a section inside a project yet. That might require a little bit more work there because i think because the sections are fairly new i don't think a lot of people have built actions already that support that but i do know it's supported over their api so that just may be a um that may be a michael needs to reach out on some forms say, and man, ask some that people. might be a thing for the drafts uh form uh to ask over there i did sign up for their discourse using google to sign up so I don't have to do like create a whole new account or anything. I just said sign up with Google. I'm finding myself falling back into that habit more and more too of just using my Google account because I'm I'm probably like the likelihood of me canceling my G Suite account is highly unlikely. Uh and if I did, I probably still would just keep the account open and just cancel the G Suite license. So I still would actually have access to the account. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I find myself doing that more and more. Um, I was going to say that we will keep everybody apprised and updated on our home screen situations because, yeah, they're in flux. Uh, yes. Man, complications on my watch. The other day we were talking about my, well, you and I offline were talking about my modular setup. So I've got a timer in the top left corner. It's got the time in the top right. I'm using carrot weather for the primary complication on that screen. I've got uh, dra no, it was drafts. That's another thing that's in 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 flex. But I, I took drafts off of the complications and I put just press record there. And then I've got activities and then I've got Fantastical. Well, Fantastical, I thought it was just me, literally just shows me the date and it's driving me crazy because I look down there expecting to see my next event and it only shows me the date. And so I got to, I got to change that complication in the bottom right corner. Um, yeah, that was my gotcha. And the reason I switched from drafts to JPR is because my thought was I'm going to dictate to my watch the whole point of putting drafts at the bottom left corner of my watch was if i'm on a phone call or if i'm out and about and i need to take note of something i can quickly dictate it into drafts 
Well, my thought was dictation is not very accurate in some instances. It's gotten better. And on the watch, it seems to be better than, than any mm -hmm. other platform uh, mm -hmm. in Apple's ecosystem. But it can still screw stuff up, especially if you're trying to keep track of a confirmation number after you just paid a bill. And I'm paying a lot of bills right now. So my thought was uh, use JPR, automatically hit that complication, that starts recording, and then just repeat back the confirmation number or, or whatever I'm trying to confirm. Because then I have it in my voice and I can go back and transcribe that however I need to and deal with it later. Uh, so that's why I swapped those two complications hmm. out. Makes sense. Makes perfect sense. I, I used to have both of them side by side uh, on the Siri face for a while for that same reason, uh, because I would use drafts when I was just dictating something that wasn't critical. Like if it was screwed up, it would just be a note to myself or something. And I could, you know, usually figure out what I meant. Uh, but then I would use JPR when I wanted to make sure that I had, you know, the best version of it that I could possibly get. And like you said, having it recorded in my own voice, even if it's even if JPR's automatic trans you know, transcription didn't pull it out right, I can just listen yep. to it and know what I said because I heard me say it. <laughs> right, right. Oh, that was six seven eight nine, not six nine eight seven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <sighs> That was a yeah. bad example, but but people are like <laughs> it was, but I, I couldn't think of a better one at the moment either. It's like, well, but people who use dictation know what happens. Yes, uh, yes. If you don't use dictation at all, then well, you don't know what happens. But mm -hmm. yeah, I've had some sentences go yeah. seriously awry in text messages and be like, you know what, I can't even send it. Sometimes I will send stuff to Mike because Mike will mostly know what I meant. <laughs> On occasion, I'll send something. to and if not, I'll I'll react with the question. On mark. occasion, I'll send something to Mike, not realizing that it didn't get as good as I thought it did. Because here's what happens to me sometimes, right? And I, I don't know if this happens to anybody else. I'm pretty sure it has to, because I think it's just the way dictation works, especially on uh, the phone or the watch, uh, but especially the phone. You're in a message and you dictate a reply, and when you do the two finger double tap to stop dictating, it goes Bing Bing, and then it says ellipsis and then it reads back something to you you're like oh, okay that's close enough and then you hit send but what has happened in between the time you hitting send and what it initially spoke to you is it has rearranged some stuff because it's like oh actually we think you said this and it seems to be in my case words that sound vaguely like the names of apps mm. on your phone I don't know if you've noticed that, but all of a sudden a word like catch her or something like that, man, that, that, that sounds like a weird text message, but something like that all of a sudden has Castro in it. Just, <laughs> I think it's, it's picking up the data from your phone and saying, oh, he was probably talking about Castro. No, no, no that I was trying to say to that I had a Castro. problem with this capture. Could you come up here and help me solve it? Yeah. That is a great. Yeah, I've actually had like, that happen, uh, and I even got Castro. But I think it's probably looking at what you type a lot, and me and you, at least, and I'm pretty sure you and some other people yeah, uh, either are talking about Castro in a text message, or you send them links from Castro. So that could be the reason for that too. Mm. Uh, man, I've been sending a lot. Of man, I am seriously thinking about switching over to Castro and giving that a try again. The only thing that's making me hesitate right now is it would cost me 20 bucks to actually get all the way in and use the features that I actually want to use, like chapters. Uh, you can pay monthly. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mike, you're not helping. Just say no. But that is a good point. Maybe I will pay for a month because then I can actually see if I really like it. Because uh, there there are features, like the big thing I like about Castro, <clears throat> which to be fair, when we had our conversation about Castro back in what was like DM58 or something, we will find the appropriate yeah. link and drop it in the show notes at youronbay.com slash DM63. But what I had not done was share a podcast from, because I don't think I really actually listened to anything but one podcast and cash on. I was like, man, I hate this stupid inbox. Anyway, what I hadn't done was share a link to a show. 
out of Castro. Castro does it very nicely. Now, to be fair for anybody listening that is an Overcast fan, Marco was the first person I know that did this. I could be wrong if I am. I'm sorry. I apologize. But when I started using Overcast, I would share a link and it would take you to the Overcast web player. You know what? Pocket Cast might have did this first. doesn't matter who did it first. Anyway, Overcast was kind of, you know, a place where I knew I could send somebody a link. And even if they didn't have Overcast installed, I knew for sure that it would take them to the web player and they could listen to it. And they even had controls to speed it up. So you don't have to listen to it at regular speed. Uh, What I like about Overcast web interface has not changed very much at all since it was first released. Castro's web player, when you send someone a link, it opens it up in the Castro website if they don't have the Castro app installed. Uh, and you can play your podcast there. But the nice thing that they do that I do not see on Overcast is they will give you links to subscribe to the show, basically, or open up open up the episode uh, in a number of different players. Now, the ones that I've seen consistently are Overcast, Pocket Cast, and uh, I think Apple Podcasts, and then there's the RSS feed. So they give you all the links you need on the same page that they're hosting for the player. Right. So I like that as a feature because then it doesn't it doesn't force people to have to use the web player. Uh, They don't have to do any weird stuff to try to get the RSS feed link uh, so that they can add it to whatever Mm -hmm. app they, they, you know, choose to use for podcasts. Uh, I I think it's a nice touch. I think it's a nice modern touch. And As I said in our episode where we talked about Overcast and Castro and me not liking Castro, uh, there are features that Castro has that I do you know, like like the side loading of podcasts is the thing that I really would like to see come to Overcast mm-hmm. at some point. Uh, like that, that would right. save me a ton of time. Granted, yes, I can from my phone go to overcast.fm slash uploads and log in with my account and upload something, but it's not the same thing as being like, you know, it's not the That's- same thing as running my shortcut to download an MP3 from a website convert a video from a website into an mp3 and then add on to the just tack <laughs> on to the end of that shortcut you know add the castro feature or share it and then add it straight to castro like i can't do that to overcast uh so that's a nice advantage uh so i probably will do that mike i will export my opml and there you go or just start all over <sighs> i so <laughs> The reason I don't want to do that is because there are some shows that I would forget about or there are shows that are no longer being published or actively, yeah. you know, published that I have in Overcast that at least if I bring the OPML file in, uh, I'll be able to get those subscriptions back. Although you might be right. It may be worth actually starting from scratch and just adding a handful of shows so that way I don't get overwhelmed with it because I do have to do some configuration and and Castro to make it behave like I wanted to. The less shows I have to deal with and episodes I have to deal with as new, yeah, I think I'm going to start over from scratch. And something to be aware of when you bring in an OPML file into Castro is, and it does this, and you probably can change the settings if you wanted to as well. I, I'm pretty sure it's an option, is it will bring in your OPML add everything to your library and you'll be subscribed. But what it's also going to do is it's going to add mm-hmm. the most recent episode to the new tab for every one of those podcasts. Yeah, that's why I was saying it may actually be worth starting from scratch so I don't have to deal with that problem because then I can focus more on organizing it the way that I want it to work versus trying to organize it with a whole bunch of episodes that I may or may not have listened to and may or may not have any intention of actually listening to. And you and I both have have a few podcasts that we can get you started with. Like I I reset up my my Castro when I reset my phone, actually. And I did not import an OPML file, which by the way, I did find mine in my Gmail because I emailed it to myself. I knew I had it somewhere. Uh, And so I've reset it up and I... I really just have the essential podcast that I know I want to listen to on a daily or weekly basis. And I, I had to reach out to Mallory. I, I mean, I actually had to talk to her for a minute. I'm not sure how I feel about that one and ask her, Hey, can you send me that podcast that I sent you that you never <laughs> listened to? So, and she never did, but I found it. <laughs> yeah. I, I got a pretty, like, I, I remember most, and I can always go looking over gas, but I, I, most of what I consistently listen yeah. to, because I have been, you know, 
on occasion just scrolling through overcast and like oh nope delete that one delete that feed delete that show delete that show delete because you know, i don't listen to it it's like it's sitting there but i don't ever listen to them stuff i tend to listen to you know short list for me is like atp connected has now made that list of like yeah i gotta listen to that every week uh yep. if nothing else because it will brighten up my week if it's been going rough and if it has not been going rough and it's been going okay <laughs> then well it's just a nice funny interlude uh or lastly, it'll make you want to well, buy a new Mac. Yeah, but you know, everybody's doing that. Uh, <laughs> and then for me, it's like DTNS is the uh, number one with Tom Merritt. Yeah, I don't know if show. I can listen yep. to a show every day. That's the only reason I won't subscribe to that because it's like yeah. every day. I was subscribed to the tech meme ride home i think is what it's called or tech meme ride home uh marty suggested it to me and i like that podcast but the only gotcha is i've i've listened to tom since uh tech tv days like long time ago um and then i lost tom it was like losing a friend and then i found his podcast again and like man that's what I needed in my life. And so Tech Meme Ride Home and DTNS are 99.9% the same things. The only reason I listen to Tech Meme is I listen to the Friday show because Friday he has the Friday long read. So uh, that's that's the main reason why I listen to it. I have not checked out the Ride Home podcast by Tech Meme. Uh, I've heard advertisements for it on different shows that I do listen to, uh, but I haven't checked it out. So think it's something I should give a listen. Again, yeah, it's a daily I mean, one. I can, well, it's not that big of a deal. It's just like, you know, daily show. It's like, where do you... I, I guess I could still do what I do. I haven't really... Like, I am now have DTNS in my feed because you sent me a link to uh, the episode about M1s. Uh, so I guess I could just look mm-hmm. at the titles or whatever and see what's going on. I just, I, I tend to be a little wary of a, a, basically I need to set up a morning routine. Like I think if I, and that may be what I do is like find a couple of daily shows that are short, uh, and add them to like my morning room. What would they be out? Oh no, we'll figure it out. So, so DTNS comes out at three, my time, which would be five year time PM. Uh, and so what I typically do is I listen to DTNS while I'm doing Uh. dishes after dinner, but I typically only listen to music, man. We had this conversation in our team chat. I I almost said at work, but I wasn't at anywhere. Uh, (laughs) we were talking about Apple music versus Spotify. I usually only listen to music when I am working. Um, and sometimes I'll listen to podcasts to just have something in the background, but yeah, I cannot do podcasts while I'm working. Uh, well, (laughs) I'll I'll take that back. So I can't do it if it's something that I want to hear. Like if I just need the noise on, it's fine. But like, I don't get distracted by people talking while I'm doing stuff. It's more or less like I can't listen to the shows that I normally listen to while I'm working because I want to hear what they're saying. And like, if I'm trying to focus on what they're saying, I'm not. I'm not paying attention to either thing that I'm doing. Uh, so, yeah, that tends to be music time for me, too, is when I'm working on something. Uh, um, t- like I said, I'm in daily yeah. tech news. I'll try out tech meme. Uh, I do like to know a little more, uh, which is the show that me and Mike both said we were going to subscribe to on several occasions. Ooh, he should have uh, a new episode out today, I think. Yeah, He's got a good episode on public key cryptography that I found. I understand it on a deeper level than he was trying to explain it, but I thought it was a very good explainer for someone who knows nothing about it. Like, yeah, it it was very well done. I've been using Twitter, and I'm not sure how I feel about that. Like the actual native Twitter app. I am once again. So I (laughs) sort of reconciled myself to using the Twitter app because one, it made me not just sit there and be in Twitter all the time. But I could the thing that I had the Twitter app on my phone for initially anyway was notifications. Uh, Because there are certain accounts I follow that I do Mm -hmm. want a notification when they post because usually what they're posting is something, you know, that I probably want to see or might want to see. Right. So, you know, for example, when Rogue Amoeba updates, like, oh, you know, status update on Big Sur compatibility. Like, yeah, kind of interested in that. Uh, or a security guy posts about, you know, Apple going around uh, firewall apps on the Mac and Big Sur. It's like, ah, oh, yep, that is a thing that I would like to be aware that's happening. Uh, 
But yeah. oh man, so they have updated. I updated the Twitter app a couple of days ago uh, as of this recording. So it would have been like you know what's today, twenty third, second, third, fourth. I don't know something like the eight between the eighteenth and the twentieth of November. I updated the Twitter app, uh, and all of a sudden, like I am in the midst of reading a tweet, like reading a a thread and a tweet, like the the tweet and then the replies to it or whatever, right? All of a sudden, Twitter decides it is going to first mm-hmm. pop up a thing to tell me about something. I don't even remember what it was. Something about how you can now filter tweets or something or adding topics. That's what it was like. It wanted me to add topics. Like, which topics are you interested? Like, I was reading something. What are you doing? Right, right. And now I have to start all over. And no. Don't tell me. I don't about care about fleets. fleets. I, don't I don't care about, about your new organization or following or none of like st- st- stop. And like it pissed me off so bad to that point that had it not taken over my entire screen, uh, if I would have been able to just hit the compose button, I would have tweeted like, "Okay, I'm done with the official Twitter app. Back to Twitterific. Bye." Uh, I have thought about playing with tweetings because I've read some good things about tweetings, uh, and and I had a good experience with it on Android. But it's like five bucks and Twitter effects working just fine for me. And as I said, I'm playing with the native Twitter app. I'm not sure if I'm going to keep the native Twitter. Actually, what I might do is I might take the native Twitter app off of my phone, but leave it on my watch just for the notification uh, purposes. Would that work? I don't know, though. Well, I don't know why it wouldn't. You can install Carrot Weather on your watch, and it wouldn't be available on your phone. <laughs> so, so I wasn't sure if Twitter's app was actually an app in the App Store, if it was just still like the old style app extension. Oh, I don't know. I haven't even looked yet. I like that. That's a good point, though. You're right. Um, if it is an app in the App Store that's available on the watch, I think that might work. But my my gotcha is: Do I want to give Twitter? that position of being able to notify me on my wrist. Cause I think like you, I'm, I'm, I'm trimming my notifications down because if something taps me on, on my wrist, I want, I, I want to know that mm-hmm. it's worth me stop worth stopping doing what I'm doing to take a look at it because it's something right. that needs my attention. So here's how I handle Twitter on the so, phone with notifications. And it would be the same thing I would do on the watch. If I had to send the notifications to the watch uh, in, in your scenario where you want to take it off your phone, but keep it on your watch for the notifications. If that's the thing that you can do, uh, then I would set it to deliver notifications silently so that they will be in notification center but not showing up as, you know, alerts to actually buzz your wrist. Because uh, I have a ton of stuff set up like that on the phone, like where it just goes to notification center. So when I open up notification center, I see a lot of stuff. Right. But I don't have much showing up on my lock screen and I have even less actually able to notify, you know, trigger a notification on my watch. Walk people through this, and if you need me to, I can, because I think I've got it down. There are some people out there who, and, and I've read this on AppleVis and a couple other places, who have said that when you have voiceover on, you cannot have a completely silent watch. I, I have a completely silent watch. I'm not sure if you do, um, but you're the one who helped me get my watch to be completely silent. Do you remember what you had me do? Let's see if I can remember. I'll tell you what. I will try to rem- I will try to tell you what I think I probably told you uh, and what I remember doing. And then you can just correct me since you've done this more recently than I did. Right. So, number one, the people who say that you cannot have an absolutely silent watch if you are a voiceover user are mistaken. You are wrong. You are not doing something in the right manner to make it work. It should not be this difficult, but it can be done. Like it you can be, able to be just go to silent watch and it silent. And that's what silent. you expect to work. But there's one key problem there. You can put your watch on silent and have it not send notifications. The big problem there is, and this is partially Apple's fault. 
So I'm not, you know, trying to intimate that anybody that couldn't figure this out is dumb because you're not. So don't feel like you're dumb. Uh, this is partially Apple's fault in the way that they choose to give their applications privileges that other people's applications, you know, uh, they choose to bypass restrictions that they enforce upon other applications. Basically, this is not going to help their antitrust case. I'm sorry, but it's the truth. <laughs> So the problem here is that some applications on the watch, specifically Apple's built-in apps, but there are also some third-party apps to have this behavior as well, have a notification setting that can be in one of three states. It can be off, which means you don't get any notifications on your watch for this application. It can mirror your phone. So whatever your phone settings are, this application is going to mirror those settings. Therein lies the problem with the phone app. Or it can be custom, which means you distinguish specifically what I want you to do on the watch versus your notification settings on your phone. Um, and this is where the problem lies for messages, uh, the watch, news, anything that is bypassing your supposedly needs to be silent watch is your phone is probably the phone app on the watch is probably set to mirror your phone settings for phone calls. And you probably have your phone ringing. So if you go into the watch app, go to phone, go to notifications, uh, set it to custom and then either silent them so that there's no sound or just turn them off altogether. If you're not one of those people that's going to ever answer your watch uh, or if you don't want to be notified of calls on your watch. Mike, that kind of cover what the issue is. So, yes and no. Uh, let me let me give you a quick recap because you you almost have that right. Uh, the only difference is with the phone. So you can set your phone to mirror your iPhone or custom. Uh, even if you set it to mirror your iPhone, there actually is a heading under uh, that that says ringtone, and it's a heading. And there's a button that says sound. By default, that's on. If you turn that off, then guess what? Your watch is not ah. going to ring. It'll just vibrate like. Uh, as long as you have haptic on, you can turn that off and then you'll just get a notification when you get a call. If that's what you want. I don't, I, I, I recommend having one or the other on if that's what you want. Uh, but in some instances, so for like messages, if for some reason messages is still making the noise, when you have a sound, you have all your sounds off, go into messages, change it from mere iPhone to custom. And then all of a sudden some more options become available that would let you change the sound or turn the sound off for that specific notification. So you, my watch, uh, tap, there's a lot of tapping on my wrist. Um, just like my phone doesn't make any noise. I have haptics on very gently. So I I know when something happens, but typically my phone, the only noise it makes is the actions available noise. Um, I, I turned off, I got tired of voiceover saying actions available. So I turned that off because <laughs> I want to know when there's actions available, uh, especially on, on a new app. But my, my watch, it starts out in the morning at 5 AM and it taps me on the wrist to wake me up. Uh, so my phone does not ring. If I get up before then my watch will, will say, Hey, it looks like you're up. Do you want to disable your alarm? And typically I say yes. And then, uh, it will, when it, Hold on one sec. What? I need to hear about this right here. Gotta stop you. Okay. So if you, are you using the sleep time thing? Yes. Ah, okay. So that's why the house. Wait a minute. Mosh doesn't do that, man. (laughs) No, I'm using the sleep thing. So I have it set to like 10 o'clock or something like that, which usually I'm in bed a little bit before that. Man, I feel like an old man now. (laughs) Uh, and so I, I usually have it going to do not disturb at 10 turns off everything pretty much. And then comes out of it at five. But if I'm up before five, which is, is often the case, uh, it'll ask me, it's, it'll say, Hey, it looks like you're up or it doesn't say, Hey, but it's pretty much that same terminology. Uh, do you want to disable your alarm? And I hit yes. And then it will tactically remind me at five 30 that I need to go upstairs 
Um, so it's it's uh, actually an alarm at 5.30 that it does not mess with because that's just set in the clock app as an every Tuesday through Saturday alarm at 5.30. That reminds me if I'm drinking coffee or, or messing around or feeding the dogs or whatever, oh, it's time to get ready to go to work because that gives me a 15-minute warning. Then at, uh, let's say 7 because my, my breaks do change. That's why I haven't automated this because every day I log in and see when my breaks are and when my lunch is. Lunch is typically 1045 to 1145. But uh, when I get when it gets time for my break, I tap the timer in the top left corner of my watch. And uh, there's a couple of options there. There's one minute, three minute, five minute and 10 minute. And I tap the 10 minute. I have a 15 minute break, but I like to have a five minute warning of when I need to be back. Cause if I log in before my break ends, that's not a problem. And you look like a good employee. If you log in after your break ends, that's where the problems start to arise. And then, um, I, for my lunch, because I have not figured out how to get more than just those four timers at one point, it showed more than just four timers, but right now it's just letting me see four timers. Yes. I've tried scrolling with two fingers. Doesn't work. Seems to be a uh, voiceover bug in the timer app, uh, as of this time of recording, because there's people talking about it on Apple this. Uh, but so what I do is I lift my wrist up and I say set timer for 49 minutes. I have an hour long lunch. I tried the 50 minute thing every time she thought I was saying 15 minutes. I, I could enunciate 50 minutes and it would still say 15 minutes. You so try five uh, zero minutes. <laughs> uh, I, I'll, I'll stick with I, I will stick with 49 although I could have said 51 and I think that would have worked but that's that's why I use it and then that uh, the beautiful thing about it is I can hit the crown and on that complication for the timer it shows me the countdown timer right there uh, be, even though I didn't set it in that app and then of course I have my last break and uh, yeah that's, that's pretty much the Apple Watch from when I wake up to get going. So the point of the matter is, is my watch is silent on my wrist. It taps me when it needs to. And when I get notifications, it, it gives me a gentle tap. And those are starting to get trimmed down more and more as I add more apps. So I don't get overwhelmed with notifications. Yep. And that is how mine operates. And um, it actually took some, some kind of walking through with Mike on how to do this. Because I did it so long ago. Yeah. I really honestly don't remember how I did it. I just know what I did. I'm like, well, my, I, look, I wanted it to be silent, so I figured out how to make it silent because it was annoying. I don't like the ringtone either, and you can't change it, or at least you couldn't change it when I set it up. You couldn't change what your ringtone was on the watch. You could just turn it on or off. Uh, but that is the key for anybody that is having problems with sounds coming out of their watch is look at the notifications that you're getting and if you have the option to customize which for all of the apple built-in stuff you do uh for sure you can um go to customize versus mirror my iphone and then that allows as mike said more options to show up that will let you customize because now you're customizing your watch notifications specifically not just mirroring your phone um any other issues like I I don't have raise to wake or speak on wrist raise or whatever turn I have none of that stuff turned on. Uh so I literally have to tap my watch face in order for it to wake up. Um uh, if there's no notifications. Um and like Mike, uh I don't have a lot of apps that notify me on my watch. Uh my typical notification setup is this this may be helpful for anybody listening that just wants to you don't want to miss things, but you don't like to clutter. Uh, and for me, it's the clutter that annoys me because occasionally things get buried that are important because there's so much noise around it. On my phone, uh, I go into notification and this takes some time if you have a bunch of apps. So, you know, kind of do it piece by piece, cover all the apps to start with A first and then next day do the one to start with B or whatever. Uh, but for the majority of apps where I do want their notifications, uh, the majority of them are delivered to notification center silently, which means they don't show up on my lock screen. They don't send banners or alerts, but they are in notification center. When I go look, Twitter, Twitter is a, a example of this. 
Um, when I open, when I pick up my phone and look at the lock screen, there's no Twitter notifications. There's no banners from Twitter going across my phone. But when I go to notification center, I can see a stack with a bunch of tweets. Uh, well, sometimes a bunch of tweets, um, but that show notifications. So like I see that Tim Cook tweeted such and such and Rogan Meba tweeted this and, uh, Patrick Wardle, that's the security guy that used to work for the NSA, uh, tweeted this, right? But I'm not getting disturbed by any of those things. Um, then I have some notifications that only show up on the lock screen, but don't send banners. Again, the information is not critical enough for it to be a banner for me. But when I pick up my phone, it is something that I probably want to see. These things tend to be like VIP mail notifications or notifications from my bank. Uh, or my credit card company, which may soon become my bank. Um, because, you know, sometimes I'm recording a screencast or something like that. And, you know, people don't really need to see, you know, a, you're charged for, you know, 17 hmm. bucks at wherever just was approved. Was, nobody needs to see that. And I don't want to have to stop them. Buzz Sumo. Huh? <laughs> I said, you're charged for $17 at Buzz Sumo. Yeah. Or whatever. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um also I don't really need to be notified that quickly, right? Like I, I don't I don't you know, I, I want the notifications there because then it keeps me aware of what's going on with my accounts, but I don't need, you know, interruptions and banners. Um and then there are very few notifications that come through as so for example, I don't have notifications show up as banners for text messages. So typically my phone is on what would be known as sound mode so like i have the, the switch on the side flipped forward now i have a silent ringtone so all my phone does is vibrate when it rings doesn't make any noise whatsoever uh, i accomplished that simply by going into reaper and recording a bunch of silence for about 30 seconds and then making it a ringtone uh adding it to my phone that's how i did that it's not difficult uh, also have messages using that same silent tone, no noise coming in from messages, uh, with the exception of a couple of people. Uh, Michael is one of those people. Uh, Tia is one of those people. And there's a few other people that if they send me a message and my phone is not actually set to the silent mode by flipping the switch the other way, uh, it will make a little noise. Uh, and it's just so I know that the message came from them. Typically, I just have a little custom vibration set for messages so i know when my phone makes this little certain vibration oh i just got a new message and if i have time to pick it up and look at it i will look at it if i don't and you know if i'm reading a news article and don't want to interrupt it i don't have to interrupt it my watch basically nothing comes there like it it taps me when when i get a phone call because like mike sometimes my phone is not where i am and maybe i need to answer the call immediately or maybe i just need to look at it and be like oh you know, nope, nothing important. Is somebody going to call me and tell me that they've been trying to tell me about my insurance or call me about my car warranty or something stupid like that? <laughs> uh, let's see. Fantastic out notifications show up. Care weather notifications. Um, text messages do show up on the watch because, well, that just seems logical to me. I don't get a bunch of texts from a bunch of people because uh, I'm a very solitary fellow. But if you go to your own pair.com slash DM 63, we'll put a thing. <laughs> <laughs> but my, my notifications are, are, are very, very trimmed down. I, I even to the point that when I install a new app and it's like such and such, I would like to send you notifications. And I stop. I'm like, why no. do I need notifications from you? Uh, some random app that I can't think of right now. Uh, no, I don't. So no, no notifications. Um, so yeah, that, that's pretty much like, you know, that one, we have covered in detail how to make your watch silent. Uh, when I raise my wrist, nothing happens. Uh, Mike, do you have that turned on? Like you raise your wrist and it wakes up? Okay. Nope. Because I'm curious it if does, voiceover well, speaks. Well, it might wake up. It does not talk to me, but um, Siri is so listening. So that's a separate thing though, with this right? Watch. Because you have to yeah. raise to wait where it tries to detect when you lift your wrist and it will light up. That's not happening for you. You just have to raise your wrist. And then if you speak into it, it thinks that you're talking to Siri, right? Yep. So you get accidentals yep. only probably when your watch is like close to your face. Uh, yep. So, yeah, I don't have raise to wake on either. Uh, I, I think on wrist raise, wake up setting. Uh, I don't know if voiceover speaks during that time or not. Uh, I just turn it off because... I raise my wrist a lot throughout the day and I'm not ever trying to look at the time. So it waking itself up 
right. based off my arm movement is not helpful for anybody. It's not helpful to the watch's battery, and it's not helpful to me. So we just turned that off. Uh, do you have any auto speaking complications? Right now, I do not, but I have toyed with that. And for those who don't know, what auto speaking complications is, is if you touch your watch, at least for me, voiceover, and you uh, wake it up, voiceover will read the time. You can use your rotor and flick down to set a complication to auto read. And what will happen is voiceover will read the time. And if you have something on auto read, it will automatically, right after reading the time, read that, the status of that complication. Uh, right now, I don't have anything on there because if I touch my watch, I just want to hear the time. So I have somehow managed <laughs> to fix my watch before when I tap it, it don't even read the time. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, mine didn't do that. Let me change faces, though, to make sure it ain't some weird Siri face, you know, extra thing. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. But yeah, if I tap my watch, it does not speak yeah, anything. Mine does. Now, if I mine put does. my finger on it, then it reads whatever I touch. I see. Now, I wonder, so so I take it you don't have anything set for um, auto I do not have anything set for auto speak, but I also have kind of at the moment defaulted to using the Siri face, uh, and I don't think you can set any of those things to auto speak anyway. Uh, I did play around with it when I was using the modular face, and honestly, like, there's not really anything that I need spoken every single time. Like that was the sort of the problem for me is like, right. I don't need the date spoken every time. I don't need my next event spoken every time. I don't need the weather spoken by Carrot Weather every time. Uh, I suppose that it might be useful if I ever get around to setting up like a custom face for when I'm doing a workout uh, because the workout warrants me doing something, which right now my workouts typically don't because they never last longer than 30 minutes, if that long. Um, <laughs> but if I ever got to that point, like then maybe on the face that I set up for workouts, it might be worth it just so I could keep track of things like, oh, let me tap my wrist to see, yeah. you know, how much longer I need to go or how much further I need to walk or, you know, whatever. Side note, before we go, you can follow him on Twitter at Demasi. I'm at Payone, P-A-Y-O-W-N. Show notes and more information can be found where, Demasi? <laughs> Yourownpay.com slash DM63. You've been listening to Your Own Pay Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, visit yourownpay.com slash cast for exclusive content and to contact us today. We're eager to hear your thoughts and about how you're making this podcast your own. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon. The Your Own Pay Podcast, yourownpay.com.